I acknowledge that the land I work, live, and play on is the unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Van X Van, the interview podcast where I, Doug Mandalay, talk to weird and wonderful people from uh, Vancouver and abroad. Uh, today we're doing something that uh, is a new idea I had to help me when uh, I can't find a guest or a guest has to cancel. That hasn't happened this time, I just wanted to set a precedent. I'm joined today by fellow Cave Goblin host and my long-term romantic partner, <laughs> Talia Murdoch. Hello. How's it going, Talia? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. That's so good. we're calling this touching base with Talia. Yeah. I mean, I wanted T-Dog, but Talia's... Most people know me as Talia, not T-Dog, so just to save confusion. Yeah. And to be a little bit less bogan. Just get a little bit more cozy with that mic. Get into it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, not Don't get too into much. it, don't get... You know, I'm sitting on a higher chair and this is the first time I've ever had to tilt the mic up. Yeah. It's an interesting position to be in. I'm short. 5'3". Yeah. Yeah. A little midge. We both uh, told each other we were taller than we were before we met. Did I tell you that I was taller? You told me you were 5'4". I, th- I think I thought I was. Yeah, I thought I was uh, 6 feet as yeah, well. Turns cause... out I was, I was exaggerating 3 inches. You're exaggerating 1. Yeah, and that was only because I thought I was 5'4", and then I found out I wasn't. But I knew my centimeters, so it made no difference. I think saying you're 6'8". Even fractionally, you lied less than me. Yeah, Yeah. but saying you're 5'4 isn't really a brag. That's like, you know, I'm pretty short, but saying you're 6 feet is like a lie brag. (laughs) I'm 7 feet. Oh, my God. (laughs) So the idea of this is uh, you've heard me interview Talia before on um, our Patreon interview series in revolver which comes out every friday uh if you haven't heard that it's just a dollar or more um that's patreon.com forward slash cave goblins now that we got that out of the way uh so this uh what i'm doing is generally asking talia for three ish things um that she's found on the internet or that happened to her during the week and we're just gonna talk about that but i might actually just start off with one okay I've been meaning to bring this up, and not with you, uh, on a podcast, and I keep forgetting. A few weeks ago, I was at Stadium Chinatown Skytrain Station. I got off the train. It's rush hour. And this kid, I say kid, who's probably like 17, wearing full hypebeast clothes, you know, like the uh, jogger cut tracksuit pants, the sweatpants. Probably had a jewel in the pocket. He had a a Van City um, sweater on, you know, like the undercut and everything and a, a flashy earring. Gets off the train and then jumps between two trains, like onto the little platform joining the two trains together. And I'm just staring in awe, but this other guy next to me just goes over and goes, Hey, what are you doing? Get the fuck down from there. Like, uh, use your fucking head. And did he go? Oh, no, he said, Smarten up. Yeah, he looked super cheap. Yeah, he said, Smarten up. And, uh, the, what a hero. And the, the kid jumped off. But, like, how many times has he done that? Yeah. Is it not a pinch point in the train? I just don't know what you would be trying to achieve just having by fun. doing that he'd, but he'd so probably dangerous. film it on it for his instagram or something like it's just so stupid i know that i know that um kids and people and 
a lot of the time young men want to do dangerous shit, but that just seems really insane. It would be going through the subway to toward Barad, which would be like if you knew you were going to survive, would be pretty fun, but you probably won't. Yeah, or you'll get really hurt, and if you fall off, there's not a lot of room. Oh, you fall off, like you would get squished or electrocuted. Yeah, like electrocuted. Even it just seems really insane, and those trains go really fast. If anybody else has seen somebody do that, or maybe they know this kid's Instagram or YouTube, maybe he's famous. (laughs) Hit us up. Maybe uh, it's this thing. Hit us up on Twitter, Vanex Vancast. Bozo rides train on outside. (laughs) Yeah, Bozo Bozo rides train exterior. What happens? Find out. Yeah. So let's jump into one of your articles. All right. So I I found some funny stuff. Before I get into the funny one, I I want to tell a story about something that happened at my building where I work a few weeks ago, and it's it's really shitty. So I want to start off shitty, and then these articles are pretty funny. I work in a building. We rent off a lawyer's office. And I work for a nonprofit. We're in an area that isn't super busy, but it's central enough that there are some homeless people around. And the rear of our building has a bit of an alcove to one of the back doors that usually has some cardboard and syringes and things like that. So people are obviously sleeping there. It's sheltered. It's probably it's actually pretty warm because it's got a good windbreak and it's not on the main street, so it's quiet. And anyway. The lawyers put a big barricade up so they can't sleep there anymore. No one uses this door. People go through the front of the garage. It's not front facing. It's just this big black steel barricade they've put up because some people were trying to have a good night's rest or a better night's rest than you would. Trying to have a bit of shelter from the rain. Yeah, exactly. And I was just so sad and appalled. And I know this sounds like a really comparison to make. But there are only two women's bathrooms on our floor, which is not enough for the amount of women who work there. One of the toilets is broken, and it's been broken since I started, like, almost two years ago. And they can't even fucking fix a toilet, but they can put a door up to stop someone who is having a really shitty experience. Yeah. What's so- the call-out fee for a plumber? How's the toilet broken? Is it, is it pl- clogged? No, it's not clogged, so it's been confirmed by the handyman that it's not clogged, so I don't know why it doesn't get fixed. Wait, so the handyman has looked at it? Oh, multiple times. Are they looking for a new handyman? He's the brother (laughs) of one of the lawyers. Oh. He's a nice guy. No mercy for Stooges. No, he is a nice guy. I think he's just a bit stupid. (laughs) And so the toilet doesn't flush properly. So, like, if you need to take a shit at work... Usually pretty desperate if you're a woman going to go shit at work because for some reason it's a really shameful thing for us to do. Yeah. You have to be strategic about which toilet you use. Otherwise, like it just doesn't, the water doesn't go down. It's just one little part that needs to be replaced. Right. And they just don't fix that, which is really easy. But then they can go and do this big structural change that makes someone's life worse who's already having a shit time. And it just really like upset me and pissed me off. Antisocial architecture is problematic. What What are those lawyers' names and addresses for the um, podcast? No, I don't want to say that because I did. <laughs> so after after seeing that... Of course I wasn't actually asking. Yeah, after seeing that, I did Google the firm and they actually have pretty good reviews and I think they've helped a lot. They're like ICBC lawyers. So I think they have helped a lot of people who have been injured. 
Right. Um, I mean, they're pota- just classes. Potato, potato. You know. Yeah. And then I tried to find out how much the building was sold for, but that information doesn't exist. It's pretty easy to find out for most buildings, but I think they've removed that. Let's move on. Anyway, so that was shit. But in funnier news, uh, back in back in Oz, back in the motherland. I, how dare you? Well, it is the motherland for me. I was born there. Right. And I have like a Aboriginal heritage heritage connection to that land. 2J is a town that's like east of Perth. It's kind of like a really small city, large regional town, I would say. Um, it's it's pretty, colloquially known as the hills. Yeah. It's in the hills, pretty bogan. It is the hills. I would <laughs> they say have two, us. I, I wouldn't say 2J is bogan. For those that don't know, a bogan is an Australian redneck. I would say 2J is... It's like city country. It's where people who want to live in the country but don't want to leave the city go. Everyone I know who lives in 2J is not necessarily like lower lower income or anything. They just want more land and have kind of uh, outdoorsy or or wildlife centric hobbies. Like yeah, uh, that's my friend Rowan's grandparents live out there and they have like a dirt bike track, which I guess is kind of bogan, but. I think as well, though, the people you know from 2J are probably very different to the people I know. Well, not from school. Anyway, it has bogan elements. Like, there's a lot of flannel shirts and people on dirt bikes and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, everyone smokes durries. All of the things that make That just sounds like every part of Australia, Talia. (laughs) It really does. Um, Anyway, so here's the headline. 2J, carjacking victim opens up about having to smash his own car with a crowbar. So this guy was in his ute, utility vehicle, otherwise known as a truck, and someone carjacked him and got in the car. And so he went around to the back of the ute and pulled out his crowbar and smashed up his own car <laughs> while this carjacker was in it to, like, protect the town. Scorched so this- earth. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, kind of, what kind of ute was it? Let's see what kind of ute it was. Uh, okay, can I guess? Yep. It was either a tonner. Which is a Holden one-ton Rodeo, or it was a Toyota Hiace. It doesn't say. I'm going to guess a Toyota Hiace would be the closest one because he says. Does it have a picture? No, there's no, there's no picture. Can we reach out for comment? What's his name? Yeah, maybe we can. Um, if you're listening, thirty-seven-year-old uh, forced to smash the windscreen of his own car with a crowbar to stop the man behind the wheel doing any more damage and to keep others safe. What a hero. And then he quotes, it was my new work ute. So probably a white two at a highest. 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 Yeah. A hyacinth. Li- I'd lit- literally only had it a couple of months. Yeah, I'm pretty gutted. I'm going to miss me old ute. <laughs> a heartbreaking tale. And the, uh, it's a citizen's arrest. But then the cops are like. Salt of the earth. Working class Australian. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it great? The cops said that? No, no, the cop said, I would just not want to encourage people to take unnecessary risks. Like, the, they said that this was a great citizen's arrest, incredible show of people power. There just happened to be an off-duty police officer nearby. Hey there, lovely listeners. I'm Talia Murdoch, and I'm here to tell you about my show, Everything Economics. Every week, I talk about the world around you, specific social and economic issues, 
and dive into how fantasy realms would work in real life. That's everything economics on the Cave Goblin Network. For our listeners in America, this is why you don't need guns, right? We we banned guns in Australia in 1994, I think, after the Port Arthur massacre. Yeah. Um, took two months. Our biggest mass shooting in West Australia since then was seven people. It was all one family, and that was a farmer who had a license for a rifle. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, if you're going to do vigilante justice, if that guy had a gun, he would have killed that guy. Yeah, exactly. But instead, he just he just did some true blue Smash up Aussie vigilantism. Ute. I'm sure he'll get compensated. If it's a work unit, I'd hope he has insurance. Yeah. Um, I don't know if insurance will cover that, but workers... workers uh, Workers' rights are pretty good in uh, the land down under. So. Yeah, and I imagine he knows some mates who are panel beaters and stuff. But yeah, he just like... Panel beaters charge a bloody fortune, They Talia. do, but if there is mates... Panel beaters are one of those raised. things, one of those kind of trades people you don't expect to be super wealthy. Panel beaters and plumbers make a killing. They make so much money, at least in Australia. What does a plumber make? Like 120? Fucking shitloads. At least shitloads. Because no one wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, how they say find you, find yourself either a job that that uh, no one else wants to do or no one else can do. Exactly. Um, so I think there actually is a video. Oh, and it is a Toyota Hiace. It's a Hiace? Yeah, Hiace. Is it Hiace? I've never heard that. I've never even heard you say that before. I've ne- I don't think I've ever said it. I had a Hiace <laughs> ute and a Hiace van. Did you really? Con- concurrently in Australia. Oh. I had a, oh, yeah, a high ace commuter. It's a fifteen seater van. I turned into a camper. You had a high ace convoy. Um, so we can link we can link this in the in the show notes. Yeah, send it to me afterward. Yeah, Put it, post it in the Van X Van Slack channel. It's on. That's it's, private, by the way. But. It's on the website Perth now, so you're gonna get some quality news just from heading that way anyway. And hey, if you're in a if you're a Discord user, hop on over to the Cave Goblins Discord. You can find that on our website, or I'll try and remember to link it in the show notes. But uh, there's a Van X Van channel. Drop weird articles and stuff you want us to talk about on these episodes. Yeah, if you have any. Or if you've got awesome. comments on these articles, we'd love to hear them. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's move on to the next one. So this happened in the UK somewhere. Some people were out... Devon? Is that in the UK? Yes. Some people were out walking their dog. Uh-huh. And they thought they saw a crocodile in... In Devon. Yep, in Devon, in the stream. I think there had been some storms or something. A crocodile. Yep, thought they saw a crocodile. Like it had washed up from the Nile? (laughs) Yeah. It could happen. Crocodiles swim in the ocean sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And so they called the cops because obviously the crocodile shouldn't be there. Yeah, it's a a delinquent crocodile. It was a um, plastic toy. (laughs) Oh, frightening. When the cops got there, it looks pretty real. There's a photo. It's a pretty good toy. I'm gonna turn yeah, show me. Yeah, turn the computer around. Let me see this. Wow, that does actually look super. It real. is a pretty good toy, and it looks all swampy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they said they found it. Called the cops. Interesting log of the day. A report of the... a crocodile in the swamp in Lottiswell. Hashtag Lottiswell. Yeah, get that one trending, everybody. Local. In- it was in the local and spotted page. Yeah. Oh, I imagine that's a like a snitching page. I was just assuming for some reason it was like a um like a buy and sell trade page. It's just the head as well. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks I've seen about... those before, like at um 
at like theme parks and stuff. Yeah, it looks about the size of one of those like plastic mallards. This uh, this website has like ten thousand ad articles. At it the sure bottom. does. Sky. This News. is on Sky News, trusted source. All right, let's move on to number three. All right, so number three. Let's just leave it this way so I can see. Best for last. Um, this is a post I found on Reddit. Have you ever said something creepy as a kid that scared your parents? So this kid told, this kid was three or four and remembers telling their aunt about a situation where they saw their parents. They were flying some feet off the ground and saw their mum and dad in a restaurant through a window. And then they could also see the dad's black truck that they owned parked right outside and then three men with bats came up to the truck and started hitting it and then the dad went out to start fighting them so he tells this story or he or she to their aunt when they're a little little toddler and the aunt says oh that's cool sweetie and then they just kept playing and then when they were 15 so over 10 years later they started to talk about paranormal stuff and this person's mum oh so it is a he it's edgar and his mum said that he scared him when he was younger and went on to tell the story about him telling his aunt that he was flying and saw that happen. But no one had ever told Edgar that story and that thing actually happened. And the guy that beat up the dad's truck was his mum's ex-boyfriend who bought, bought off two of his buddies to go and beat up the dad and his truck. Holy shit. Because he was mad that he broke up with them. Was it a high ace? I think it might have been. Actually, it says, if you read down in the comments. Wait, really? <laughs> no. Oh. Um, and then the scary part, right? So the kid's three or four telling this story. Yeah. When this happened, he wasn't even born. She wasn't even pregnant. Oh, so it's like a past life type scenario. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's whack. And I mean, if you were going to go like logic skeptic, it's possible even as a baby or something, he had heard this story. Yeah. And got it Remembered into his subconscious. It. But I like to think that it's possible past life because I used to think all the time as a kid, I always talked to um, people when I was a little kid about how I got hit by a car. Yeah. And I'd never been hit by a car. No. And I was just so certain of it. And I just, until I was older and my parents like, you, you never got hit by a car. I don't know why you talk about that. Because I thought like, I, I'm a burn victim. And so I was like, yeah, the two bad things that happened to me, my burns and my car accident. <laughs> I was crossing the road and I got hit by a car. And... I've always a small part of me has thought maybe if there is past lives, if there is reincarnation, then that's probably how I died. Yeah, probably. Um, I think my my thoughts with this one go more to intergenerational trauma, and so how you can like oh, like it's coded onto your brain. Yeah, because yeah. like trauma, we know now that trauma exists in your DNA. Oof. Yeah, that is so dystopian. Which is a huge. Um, a huge reason why, yeah, okay, stolen generation and stuff didn't happen to Aboriginal kids who are alive today, but intergenerational trauma, like yeah. that's coded into them and they feel that and so they have that anxiety. Shit. So I don't know if that's part of it as well, maybe, because that would have been a really traumatic experience. Yeah, another reason why I'd prefer to adopt. Yeah. Deal with someone else's trauma. I don't want to deal with my own trauma yeah, again exactly. in someone else. Jeez, yeah. that's a cool that's a cool theory. So that's like pretty spooky, spooky kids. I have another story along uh, those lines. Okay, creepy kids story. So my brother, the went... ultimate creep. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to say that. We don't have to say his name. People, you can't figure it out. I changed my name when I was uh, 
when I was 21. So you can't find him. I mean, you might be able to. Anyway, I don't care. Uh, so my brother, when I was but a wee bear, and I think I was one, he was with my dad, I believe, in Aberdeen. And he walks in his room. No, no, we were all together at this point. When we were little kids, my dad and my brother lived in Aberdeen, and I lived with my mom in Twickenham for some weird reason, even though we were all still together. But anyway... Let's not let's let's not try and uh, figure out we why we don't need to decode. We don't that. need to decode that message, but um, that's so pillow talk. That's pillow talk, baby. So he's he's three. I'm one. We're in Twickenham, and he walks into my parents' bedroom. He's really upset, and they ask him why, and he says, "Well, Grandpa, uh, Grandpa Gavin just came in and kissed Douglas goodnight, and he didn't to me." And they're like, "Grandpa's." Grandpa Gavin is in Glasgow. We're in Twickenham. He's not here. And he died that night. Uh, they found out the next day. He died in the night. Yeah. The night before. And my brother actually had a few stories growing up where he had, like, paranormal things. So, you know, he's also a compulsive liar. But that one's a little... Like well, it's a bit of a coincidence. Coincidence that he he died. Yeah. There are so many stories like that as well. Um, one of my teachers at school talked about how his brother was in Africa or something, and he'd been talking to them. I think it was volunteering. Wh- which continent in Africa? What? <laughs> Sorry, it's a Vine reference. <laughs> I don't know which country. Um, and I know it's it probably... Does, it doesn't matter. It's probably... A- is it okay to just say Africa? Yeah, you can say in Europe. Yeah, okay. We should start saying in Oceania when we talk about Australia. We should, hey. Or just straight up, down under. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, go on. Anyway, so his brother was in Africa volunteering and he'd been contacting him saying, I'm sick. Like, he had gastro and stuff. And I think he died. But the night before he died... They both, there was two other, it was him and then his other brother. And they woke up in the middle of the night at the same time and went into the living room. And there was just this like white face on the TV screen. No. Yeah. Oh, that's whack. That's super weird. Hey. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't know if he died or if it was that he was sick and then they learned about him being sick and he was trying to like. Because this would have been my teacher at the time. This was when I was in grade five. He was already in his 60s. So this would have been decades and decades ago. So it probably would have been really scary. Anyway, pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. I'm a true, full believer in ghosts and spirits. Yeah, I'm a, I'm definitely a believer in the paranormal. I don't know specifically of what. Just uh, I think that there's... what What is the quote? There's from from shakespeare there's more there are more things in heaven and earth i don't know i want to look that up yeah please do i want to look that up there are more things it features heavily in the works of stephen king there are more things in heaven and earth horatio than are dreamt of in your philosophy from hamlet oh yeah yeah so i that that's uh that's a good one to go by yeah if you've got stories for us to talk about you want to talk about the paranormal, we've actually got a uh, channel for that as well. As I said, hop on over to our Discord in the show notes. I will put it in the show notes. I'll remember to do it. 
you can follow the show on uh, Vanex Vancast. Talia, where can people find you? People can find me at Talia Murdoch, or you can listen to my show, Everything Economics. And next time I do this, I'm going to tell my Ouija board experience. Oh, your Luigi Ward experience. Get a hype. Cool. I'm Doug Vandalay at Doug Vandalay. This has been Van X Van, Touching Base with Talia. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Van X Van. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Vandalay and the show at Van X Vancast. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podchaser or iTunes. It's the best way for us to grow at no cost to you. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cavegoblins. I'm Doug Vandalay. See you next time. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.